Hey everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated, and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies not in a pretentious way, but as if you just got done seeing a really good movie, and now you want to talk about it with your best good buddies. As always, I'm joined by my best good buddies. Let me introduce you to them. First up, you know him, you love him. It's the man, it's the myth, it is the legend. Hey, it's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. And of course, you know her. She's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented. Hey, it's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Welcome, folks at home. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween! Yes, It's yes. my favorite time of year. It is not quite Halloween when we are recording this, but uh, you guys are, of course, listening to this on Halloween. This is our Halloween special, and for once, uh, I get to be a part of it. I feel like I miss every Halloween because of competition. Well, the first Halloween, I feel like one of our first ones, it... We recorded it, and it was amazing, and then it just, the audio disappeared. <gasps> That's right, the lost episode. The lost episode. And then last year, you weren't able to make it, and I took over the podcast, and it was one of our best yet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. It definitely wasn't the Endgame episode. <laughs> it was definitely the Dracula one. oh my gosh well i'm excited um i've had a very busy week i don't know about you two um Mm -hmm. it's been tired same Mm -hmm. you know trying trying to teach these young minds and they just don't they just don't want to learn they want to talk about kanye though But see, I like see, I like Kanye. So they so like literally for ten, the first ten minutes, we talked about Kanye. All right. And how we have to pray for him. Why is because Kanye? A, why are we Why are we needing to pray for Kanye? Because he's a crazy man, Lindley. Well, I know that. <laughs> why spe- Why specifically are we praying for crazy man Kanye today? Because he's crazy. We just need to pray for him in general. He is constantly on my prayer list. It's like <laughs> it's like my parents. Kanye, and then you guys. Aww. Wow. Good to know. <laughs> hey, we're rated know lower than Kanye. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't pull and that on me, Stephen. you than Kanye West. Stephen was just happy that he, he was on my prayer list. <laughs> he was like, oh, I, oh, I'm on the list. <laughs> well, then. Well, it is nice to be on a list. I'm included. <laughs> uh, Stephen, what about you? How's your week been going? Uh, can't complain. Had a few beers. Little Ooh. bastard shot me in the ass. What? Oh, yeah, okay. He's he's quoting a movie. Uh, what movie? What like, movie? Mm, not sure. Wait, wait, wait. So I, okay, so I limped to the nearest saloon, and I've been there ever since. Oh, uh, Blazing Saddles. Yay. Uh. Movie quote champ. (laughs) (laughs) Still waiting for my belt, just like Lindley's waiting for her tiara. Still waiting. 
I mean, you'll get it. Maybe you'll get it on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. That'll be your perfect opportunity. Yeah, because folks at home, if you don't know, Marcus and I are actually going to be traveling abroad. Yeah! In the spring. <laughs> as, as Sassanucks were taking the pilgrimage to go to Scotland. This is very true. This is going to be great. I'm so excited. I it, can't believe it's happening. It is going to be, it's going to be so much fun. Um, not just because we're in Dublin on St. Patrick's Day. That was a happy accident. Um, Which is in Ireland. I know we said Scotland, but we do know this is in Ireland. <laughs> right, right. We, <laughs> we're Americans, but we're not like those Americans. Um, oh, <laughs> you are totally going to be those Americans. Oh, Marcus might be. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna, listen, I'm going to find me a Bonnie Lass while I'm over there. Oh, yeah. And I rest oh, my yeah. case. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, can't wait. Because they're going to see me on, they're gonna see me on the, on the Sassanac tour, and they're going to be like, oh, like, oh. Yeah. Oh, a male who likes Outlander. Yeah. It's going to be You're... like when I go get uh, Manny Petties. And then I'm going to be like every other white girl, the face of the earth. I'm not going to be anything <laughs> special. You're just going to blend in. They're, they're going to have so many go... questions for me. And I'm, I'm just going to point uh, to you. <laughs> I'm going to go touch a, a, a standing stone and go back in time. Bye. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to be with my Bonnie lasses. Bye. Bye, Lindley. Have have fun. So. So anyways, like I was saying, America, you want to you want to go to America? I um, hate this conversation. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. You're so much. You're my wing woman, Lindley. That is that is really what what's happening here. <laughs> it's all a part of my grandmaster so I'm plan. Sometimes it's good. All the Scottish girls going, "Have you met Marcus?" That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not what I signed up for for this trip. Oh, it is. It's, I, too, it's too late. I'm going. It's too late. You didn't get. You didn't get the. Uh, you didn't get the insurance plan. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the. My traveling buddy is going to be flirting his way across Europe, leaving me to make sure we get on the planes when we need to go. Lindley, don't worry. I'm going. We're, look, we're going to find you a very strapping, redheaded. I outlander. want a Highlander. Highlander, excuse me, a Highlander, and it's going to be fine. He's going to have a kill. Better be fine. Yeah, it's, he's going to have a kill. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that episode after Sizing this trip. Gaelic. <laughs> what is happening right now? You need to watch Outlander and you'll get it. <laughs> okay, so anyways, what's happening in the podcast tonight? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I forgot. This, this isn't the Valentine's episode where, where Lindley and I highlight the fact that we're both still single. Um... <laughs> On this episode, it is a spoopy episode. Um, Ooh, haunted house! Yay, there it is. We've got uh, a trailer roundup. Uh, we are talking the new Dracula TV show. Yeah, we are. Uh, we have some Netflix picks. Um, one of which is, an, is a new anime. Well, it's not a new anime, but it's one that everyone's been talking about. And it definitely lives up to the hype. And then, of course, because this is a holiday episode, we got to end it with 
a game of sorts. It will not be like uh, the movie quote game, which that is coming back up, by the way. When? It's almost the one year anniversary of when we brought that game to Popcorn Prattle. Ooh. Uh, but this is a new game. It's called Popcorn Prattle Presents Insert Horror Movie Title Here. That that's the name of it, people. That is the entire name of the game. The name of it. <laughs> it's probably the name of the episode. Um, <laughs> that's that's gonna be uh, the, our longest episode. Um, sorry, our longest title. title. Yes. <laughs> what is our longest episode? Do you think? Probably in game. Had to be in game. That was like three hours be. long. It can't be. There was. We did have a three hour long episode once. Was it me it ranting was about not, the top 2017 it, Mummy movie? It was like two and a half a hours long, long, but it wasn't as long as the Endgame one. That one was three Or was hours. it an anniversary where we were talking about Atlantis? I, no. No, it was the movie quote game. The oh, movie, oh, shoot. That, that one the movie take game, a long time. <laughs> it took so long. I think, I think next, I think this year what we do is we just do the movie quote game. Yeah, no, no nuggets, no. There's no news. <laughs> um, so we'll have to do like Star because it's around like Christmas time, isn't it? Because it's the Christmas episode. I think so. so we have wait to your like... damn turn, Christmas. Oh my gosh, come sorry. Down. I, just I, I'm just, I'm just, just. I really want to. I want to celebrate Halloween right, and I can't do that. If Santa Claus going ho ho ho, and it ain't even November yet, back off, Santa. Go back, booyah. I'm done. I feel like we're gonna lose Stephen by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was already confused, and I think we broke him with our Outlander talk. <laughs> hey guys, Steven, what are we doing I today? I promise you. I promise you. Just watch. Just watch an episode so you know, like, what we're going for. Just don't watch, like, don't let your first episodes be, like, the last few episodes of season one. Oh, Lord, no. Because, Lord, I was not. Okay, we're done. We're done. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to have an Outlander-centric episode <gasps> after February, our trip. Debbie, yes. That can be around Valentine's Day because that's when season five premieres. Ooh. Let's just have a big old Outlander episode. And Stephen, by then, you got to watch at least an episode so you know what we're talking about. All right. Yes. But only if y'all watch Babette's Feast first. Watch what? Exactly. You want us to be confused? You won't be confused. It's a foreign film about eating food. It's one of the simplest plots ever. It actually sounds pretty good. Does it, though? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm dieting right now, so it kind of, it would be torture for me, but I'm up for it. No, it's it's really it's, more about like, um, well, you know what? You'll you'll get it from watching it. It's really simple. <laughs> right. Like seriously, it's all about whether or not they should have a good meal. That's the whole plot. All right then. I gotcha. Babette's feast. Babette's right. feast. Well, Lindley, get on that. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Get on that, Lily. <laughs> um, all right. So, guys, before we start prattling, uh, audience, as you can see, we are uh, three friends that enjoy each other's company, uh, and we love talking about movies. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, if you listen to this and you're like, wow, I, they're having so much fun, I want to have fun with them, 
every two weeks you can just hit that subscribe button hit that like button share this podcast let everybody know that popcorn prattle is indeed the film talk podcast to listen to all right and also do us a favor go on itunes or i what is it now apple podcast yes uh go on apple podcast leave us a review leave us Three stars, four stars, five stars, ten stars. I know those stars don't go that high, but guess what? Every little bit helps us in the rankings, and it lets everyone know that Popcorn Prattle is indeed the Film Talk podcast to listen to. Love us. The ads are out of the way. But before we get to spoopy talk, let's get into some Star Wars talk. Uh, that's pretty good. Steven, tell us uh, a little bit about the, uh, the Wait, current. Wait, you didn't ask if we were ready to prattle. Oh, I'm sorry. I was. I just got so excited because Star Star Wars Month is upon us. It it's getting is, closer. But if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do this right. Five. Steven, Marcus, you ready? Ready. This is a twist, but I'm ready. Let's prattle. All right, then. Steven, tell us, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the Star Wars trailer and the newest news, or Linda, you can tag in. Tell us the newest news about the Game of Thrones creators, please. All right, so the uh, final theatrical trailer for The Rise of Skywalker just dropped recently. Uh, it's got a lot of stuff in it. Some things are shown and revealed and... I guess we're going to have to wait to see the movie to figure out what the heck is going on. So, yeah. You mean like a trailer? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I mean, I mean like a trailer can at least give you some semblance of the plot. This feels kind of like uh it feels like The Force Awakens a little bit where it was like they show you a lot of things that look cool, but you have absolutely no clue what this movie is about. But I'm so okay with that because a lot of trailers nowadays, you can just watch the movie in the in its entirety in the trailer. I yeah. like not knowing where this is going to go. Well, it also lets you know that that movie might not be that great if I through your trailer, I can figure out everything. I can figure out the highs <laughs> and the lows of it. Oh my gosh absolutely <laughs> are you kidding me and i hate saying that because my my baby sam hewins in it but I, I think that's a stepping stone to him getting into a marvel movie i hope so he's yeah he would be a great superhero Batman. I don't know. <gasps> he would be a great johnny storm uh, he's a little old though yeah ah uh, tuck that away in my back pocket for now but but I mean I I did I did enjoy watching the trailer. Um, I love seeing Kylo Ren and Rey kind of have like a. It looks like they they might have a face off, but then also question mark be friends. Just like as a, long as they're not romantically involved. I, I know. I hate yeah, that theory. I don't, I, I don't want to see that. I have friends who are Raylo shippers. No, I love you. No offense to you. I support you in whatever you do. But n- not Raylo. Dear God, not Raylo. 
I don't even want, I, in all honesty, I don't want Rey to have a love interest. No, she's a, she's an independent Jedi who don't need no man. Yeah. Well, technically, aren't all Jedi supposed to be independent? <laughs> isn't that the, isn't that the reason why the Star Wars began? True. Because <laughs> somebody, somebody was like, ooh, Padamame or Panda Bear. Padamame? <laughs> yeah, Did robot. Did you just call her Padamame. That's from uh, Robot Chicken. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Who is they? What the hell is an aluminum falcon? You gotta watch it. <laughs> it's an oldie it's the, but a goodie. It's the Emperor having a phone conversation with Darth Vader after the Death Star blew up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you must smell like burnt bacon. So then I threw the Senate at him. The whole Senate. <laughs> Go for Papa Palpatine. <laughs> Sorry. At this point, don't watch it. Just listen to me and Steven recreate it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, you watch it once, you can remember every line from it. It's so good. Um, mommy, I can't. It's, it's cool that they... Um, you know what? You know what I would love to see from the future of Star Wars, and maybe we'll get a little bit more of that in uh, this next movie, and hopefully the, uh, I guess, possible uh, follow-up trilogy. We, I don't know <laughs> if that's happening now. <laughs> right. Um, se foreshadowing segue. Um, I would love to see more of these different worlds because that's. I was watching. Um, they had a Star Wars marathon on TNT, and uh, Rogue One came on. Oh, it's so good. And the one thing I, I I love about like Rogue One and Solo and a couple and the newer the newer uh, movies, they show these like really cool dynamic worlds. And I'm like, I want to I want to see more of that. You know, like I want to see more of this universe. Um, and the, and the people and the culture, like I need more. It's like John Wick. It's like I know that there's a backstory, and I get it that right now we don't have time. But damn it, make time. Like you have an interesting story. Let me explore this world a little bit more. Yeah. You know, like give us something that's not just Jedi's and Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because that's. Again, it, that was the nice thing about those spinoff series, um, the spinoff movies, um, like Rogue One and Solo, is that it wasn't about, it wasn't all about no. the, the Jedi. Like Solo, um, it was about smugglers and yeah. like mob bosses, which we need more Drayden Voss because he got the shaft. Yeah, that what was one a waste. thing I hated about Solo because what a waste of Paul Bettany. Yes, right. Like there's there was so much potential. I wanted more Drayden Voss. I want more of that. Mm hmm. Which it looks like we're gonna get that world in the Mandalorian. I'm so hyped for the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. The new trailer just dropped, and I was like, "Yes, please." I am all <laughs> about everything I'm seeing right now. All and, of this, yes. uh, Lindley. Um, you might have said this to me, but Pedro Pascal is, he's the Mandalorian? That's not, that's old news. I did not know. I guess because, I guess I must have wrote it off because I'm like, well, I can't see his face, so I don't know who this guy is. And then it was like, it popped up on my, on my news feed as Pedro Pascal. And I was like, oh, what? 
Love this. Love everything that's happening right now. The Mandalorian will become my new favorite show. I'm excited. And knowing John Favreau's at the helm. Oh, right? Yeah. You know, because... I mean, we don't talk about the Lion King remake, but I don't think that was his fault. Yeah. Let's look at his other works. His better like work. Oh, loved. It's just about to cite Chef. Just about to cite it. Tell us about Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> the creators. Boy. Well, speaking of Star Wars, so the reason, or the reason that a lot of fans are saying that we got such an awful last season, I mean, there were some good moments, but it just, it all felt so rushed. The entire last season felt so rushed because Benioff and Weiss were going off to do the next trilogy of Star Wars. And this trilogy is supposed to have nothing to do with the Skywalkers. It's a brand new story, brand new characters, and we were all really excited. But then the last season of Game of Thrones happens, and then we're not as excited. And then today, the news broke that Benioff and Weiss are no longer attached to this new Star Wars trilogy. Mm. Like they, they have exited the project, which a lot of fans are praising. I on the laser hand, blast a little there. pissed off because that means we got a crappy end to Game of Thrones for no reason. You got a crappy end to Game of Thrones because George R. R. Martin won't finish the damn books. That's not the reason. It's like the whole script was so rushed because they were trying to finish it so they could go off from Westeros to Tatooine. I'm upset about it. That just sound that 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 does not inspire confidence. And when I found out that they were attached to it, I was I was angry because I was like, no, these people don't deserve to be a part of a new Star Wars trilogy. And then when they got kicked off, I was a celebrating. So this is a win for Star Wars. But this isn't the only bad news is, that is coming out of Game of Thrones today. Like all of this is breaking today as we're recording. So not only did Benioff and Weiss get, like, get kicked off of Star Wars, but now HBO has canned the new Game of Thrones prequel starring Naomi Watts. So everything is being canceled. That's related to Game of Thrones? Great. I mean, Great. I'm, all for, I'm all for Game of Thrones prequels. But this is not the one that people wanted. People wanted to see the Battle of the Usurpers. They wanted to see, you know, young Robert Baratheon. They wanted to see more about Lyanna and, like, that whole story. But, no, I think we were getting something about the, like, the decimation of old Valyria and the beginning of the Targaryen rule in Westeros. Which, fine, that's fine, but it's not what we were wanting. They don't know how to tell a good story. That's the bottom line. They, they don't. They did, though. They did, though. Uh, they did not. George R.R. R. Martin did. The best parts of Game of Thrones that everyone talks about are from the books. You know, uh, Lindsay Ellis actually did a video about that where she said... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she, she mentioned how, like, once the show passed uh, what was available in the books, they were basically creating storylines based on notes and outlines 
not yep. finished stories. So they have to fill in the blanks. And <clears throat> and that's when we start to see, you know, their flaws as writers. So, yeah. Woo. Bingo. So basically, I'm right. Your Game of Thrones fans are burnt. Go pick up the books to... at your local library. I thought if you were it's about still to pull a Eugene from the Try Guys and go, I'm right, you're wrong, shut up. I was not. I have more <laughs> class, and I support my local library <laughs> and or bookstore. Are you have... saying the Try Guys aren't classy? I'm saying that they need to support their local libraries and or bookstores, Lindley. Having fun isn't hard when you've got I your library card. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Read books. Oh, educate here. Educate yourself. Also, read scary books. Boo. I will say though, guys, there's no way that they're gonna drop the Star Wars trilogy. No, there's no way they're gonna get someone else involved. Yeah. That yeah, because this is this is one of Disney's big cash cows right now. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna let it go anytime soon yeah and especially with all these i mean especially with all these series that are coming out on disney plus that are attached to star wars uh the new star wars world um that opened up in disneyland and disney world they're not no (laughs) the game of thrones writers are not putting the kibosh on this project at all nah Um, but Steven, you are absolutely right, sir. It is spoopy time. Let's leave a galaxy far, far away, and let's return to this galaxy, dare I say, a dark universe. Sorry, it's spooky. Were you speaking parcel tongue at me? That's a whole different franchise. You're not a Slytherin, Steven. You're not. You're You're not. You're You're a Hufflepuff. Well, apparently y'all aren't true fans because you thought that was parcel tongue? Yeah, what? that's what it is. That's what it is. No, it was spooky backwards creepy talk because spooky and scary. Yeah, well, what were you saying in backwards saying... spooky talk? I was saying we should talk about scary stuff. Seriously, if you play the podcast backwards, that's what it says. I promise. I hate you so much right now. We are <laughs> it might talking... also say something like buy our merch, maybe. Our fans aren't that dedicated. We are talking about <laughs> the Grudge trailer uh, that is that just dropped not too long ago, and through the magic of podcast editing, I am going to do something really spooky right now. I'm going to watch the entire trailer for The Grudge for the first time right now. Holy crap. Holy crap. Yes? You all did not tell me when I was saying how unnecessary this movie was, you all didn't tell me that John Cho was in this. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's in that. Oh. Yeah, I might have left that detail out. Oh, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I love John Cho. Okay? I love John Cho. I mean, if John you're going to see a movie, you may as well see one with him in it. Oh, my gosh. It 
it definitely has like the look of most horror movies out right now but i don't care it's got john cho i'm going to see it um and i also is it i don't know i don't know how i feel about it not being a woman this time cuz wasn't it wasn't it a woman that was like the the person getting followed Yes. Sarah Michelle Geller, right? Yeah. Okay. But on the flip side, I don't remember the last time I've seen like an Asian lead in a horror movie. That was like an American movie, I mean. Hmm. Are there any? Um that not not that, that I can that comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's... That's, there must that is one. specifically American? Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously um, with, like, you know, with Korean movies, obviously. But, I mean, like, in America. Um, let me look this up on Google. It's a great search engine. Look it up. And while Steven's doing that, Lindley, um, yeah. what, what were your thoughts about the trailer? Um, I mean... I'm, the Grudge has never been one of my favorites. I like it for what it is, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's fine. It's nothing I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Is there any particular yeah. reason why the Grudge wasn't one of your favorites? Uh, probably because I avoided it because it was really creepy. It is a creepy, creepy movie. It is super creepy, and that might have been why I never watched it again because it was creepy. But again, there's nothing in that trailer that really creeped me out. Mm. Beyond like what was in the original tri- original movie, yeah. Because there are like a few shots that I'm like, okay, yeah, that's from the original movie. Um, it does seem to be like a slight twist on it. It looks like she's she's dead. She dies like before. Um, she hasn't like she hasn't she hasn't been dead for like years and years. Because in the original movie, if I'm not mistaken, she had been dead for like quite some time before she gets discovered. But in the trailer, yeah. it seems like he like stumbles upon her, and then it's like, oh, she's dead now. There's a ghost. Yeah. There's some good actors mm-hmm. in it though. Like I like, actors like I don't know their names, you know. But they're yeah. like they're like recognizable faces that I'm just like, oh my god, you're in this and you're in this. <laughs> Everybody's e- in this. Everybody's in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen, did you find out uh, if there is any? <clears throat> uh, I could not find anywhere the uh, lead actor specifically was Asian. Hmm. Um. The closest I could find was actually just a Dutch movie called The ha- The Human Centipede. No. Yeah, we don't talk about The Human yeah. Centipede. Oh, we don't talk about The Human Centipede. <laughs> yeah, the less said about the movie, the better. Yeah. Also, before we move on to our next trailer, we need to make a correction. <gasps> what? There's some breaking news. Oh. What? Remember how we were just talking about the canned... Game of Thrones prequel? Yeah. Yeah? Well, that version was canned. 
I'm not sure exactly what the story was, but it had just dropped right as we were starting to record. This is coming from Rotten Tomatoes. A new Game of Thrones prequel called House of the Dragon is coming to HBO. It will be produced by author George R. R. Martin and Ryan Condal and Miguel Spo... I'm not even going to try with that. I apologize. Serving as showrunners, the series will be set 300 years before the events of the first show. So this... So the first version of whatever the Game of Thrones prequel, whatever that was supposed to be, is no more. But this is the thing that is happening, and it looks like this is going to be about the Targaryens uh, conquering Westeros. It also sounds like George R. R. Martin is never going to finish his book series. He's, he's nope. not going to finish the books. <laughs> this is exactly... God, just finish the books, old man! <laughs> Golly! Oh my gosh! So that's happening. <laughs> so yes, that's the correction we needed to get out of the way. Oh, because that literally just dropped. Thank God we got that correction out of the way. Thank God we now know that George R. R. Martin is never gonna finish the books, and I'm never gonna know how Game of Thrones is supposed to end. Absolutely ridiculous. But speaking of dragons... Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, 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 I, I've got a segue, just give wait, me a Wait, wait, no, Stephen hasn't given a, give his opinion on the grudge. Oh, I thought he did. No! I'm sorry, Stephen, go ahead. No, have I not? No! Uh, okay, Stephen well. doesn't get a chance to speak a lot on the show. Let Please let Stephen sing on the damn show. I remember. I just thought he had it. Apparently, oh he did gosh. too. Stephen, please. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, fine. Uh, does not look interesting <laughs> at all. I'm so sorry. We should just let you keep going. What was I thinking? Jesus wept. Go ahead, Lindley. Please continue with your segue. <laughs> Well, speaking about the dragon, <laughs> I know segue. we're going to talk about the son of the dragon, or Dragula, Dracula, because that's what Dracula meant. Just Oh, like, like Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he pipes it. <laughs> well, this is something that I know we're all really passionate about because we all love Dracula. Hashtag yes. justice for the Texan. We're okay. going to have another hashtag at the end of this discussion. Hashtag justice for the Texan part three, baby. <laughs> Never do that again. I will do He's it. Re he really loves Quincy, don't guys. Talk about, don't talk about the champ like that, okay? Don't talk to the champ like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. There's a, a teaser trailer, and it is that. It is a teaser trailer for the new BBC series, Dracula. And, fellas, what do we think? Marcus? Um, I thought it looked really interesting. I, I'm a huge supporter of a period piece when it comes to horror. Um, just because, again, it, I mean, if, we, if you set horror 
in the modern day when it's like you know like dracula or or the werewolf or anything like that it it doesn't i don't think it communicates to a modern audience i really don't the thing that makes it scary is that you don't have that technology um and you have a lot more people who are more apt to believe like superstitions so it feels it feels very much like those monsters are larger than life um which is what they need to be uh and especially in in the original novel the thing that i like about it is that they feel so like you know these people all feel so isolated you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i feel like in a period piece it makes more sense to have them isolated right they don't have yeah. you can't skype uh you know um van helsing <laughs> for help um <laughs> you they have to wait like weeks and weeks and weeks um for letters to arrive so that they can tell them about this event that just happened um and there's and you know when people get sick uh it they really don't know what's going on they can't figure it out um mm-hmm. so i as soon as i saw it, it was a period piece i was already on board um yeah. And like a proper period piece too. Like it looks like it's supposed to be in the time period of the book. Agreed. Um, and I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at. I looked at the trailer uh, or the tease. I guess I should say uh, the Dracula looks looks good. I, I'm interested to see just like how he's portrayed. Because I mean I've seen I've seen several different renditions of Dracula now, um, and I don't know. At first, I mean I'm more I'm more excited for like the story as a whole as opposed to Dracula, which maybe that's how it's supposed to be. Okay. You know, but right now I'm I mean I'm I'm hopeful about Dracula, but he is not the reason why I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Steven? So I I kind of agree with you, Marcus, about uh, period horror pieces. Because uh, you're right. Technology does kind of cheapen uh, the suspense factor. Because, t- like, I mean, it comes with its own set of cliches. Uh, you know, you got to deal with cell phones. So it's like, oh, uh, let's make them lose signals or receptions. Or they drop it into water that wasn't there five minutes ago. Um, so it is nice to see that this Dracula is set in a specific time, uh, and place. Uh, when I was watching it though, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something about it that just didn't really draw me in. I mean, I know it's a teaser and all, and it's not supposed to give away too much, but I just... I don't know. I I feel like you need to do something because let's face it. Dracula has been done a million times. You've got to do something to make it stand out from the rest. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't really feel like it did that. You know, Um, I'm not saying like it was a bad teaser or anything. I just, I haven't seen the thing that's made me go, Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and, and, because of that, I was just kind of thinking about one of the more minute details that I've always wanted to see. Where the hell is Dracula's mustache? Dracula never 
gets the mustache. He never looks like he's supposed to in the books. He's he's always Ooh. very much inspired by Bella Lugosi because he is so iconic. Like that is yeah. film history and every other Dracula after that um needs to have some reminiscence of him or Christopher Lee. Um, yes. I think with the exception of Gary Oldman's Dracula, which we got that old white-haired, you know, weathered Dracula look, but again, no mustache. Well, yeah, with the ridiculous hairdo. Yeah. But I like how this one he has the red eyes. He has he has the nails. Oh, the nails. Ooh, yes, I did like that. Yeah. Mhm. He looks like a, a a happy medium. Like he has some features from the book. He has some that is, you know, he's got the widow's peak. He does look a little bit like Bela Lugosi. I mean, as long as he's not the Jonathan Rhys Meyers Dracula, I think we're fine. Um, but I have a question. Where the heck is Mina Harker? Where's Lucy? Where's any ladies that are important to the story besides one screaming damsel and someone who Dracula is dancing with because I swear if we get another adaptation that is Mina being relegated to a damsel love interest who is Dracula's reincarnated wife I'm walking I am walking I'm taking a boat I'm going to London I'm going to Mark Gatiss's door and slapping him across the face <laughs> because I, I have hope for him i have hope because you know he is he is a big horror fan he's done documentaries about the history of horror he loves the genre and i know he loves the classic monsters so i am counting on him to do this right and you start by bringing justice to mina harker i'm sorry quincy hashtag justice for mina Amen. Yeah. Hashtag justice for the Texan. That's not what we were. No, I heard. About. I heard you say just. I I just heard. Wah, 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 wah. Justice for the Texan. Wah, 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 wah. And I agree, Lindley. We do need just. I'm just kidding. I I I wholeheartedly agree. I feel personally victimized. It does like this conversation because I love Mina Harker. It is strange. She's one of my favorite fictional book characters. It's strange that she isn't in it because even even if you even if you went the route of the love interest, right? I mean, everybody everybody uses her. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like every, even the god awful, uh, what's it, Dracula Untold or whatever, didn't they use like a version uh, of her um, in their movie? So it's like. Yes. Again, she was the reincarnated uh, version of Dracula's wife. Right. So it's. Draculia. It's strange to me that she is not in the, um, is not in the trailer. Uh, and again, this is a teaser, so maybe once a full trailer comes out, we are going to get some Mina and some Lucy too, because I would love to see a proper Lucy done. Lucy is always seen as this very loose and very a very sexual character, when in the book, she is the epitome of innocence lost, mm. about mm-hmm. how an innocent creature is destroyed by an 
evil monster and then becomes evil herself by becoming the Bluefer Lady and stealing children and becoming a vampire herself. So I don't want to see another Lucy who starts off being, oh, I have three boyfriends and I love them and I love kissing all of them and I'm, woo. That's, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very sick of that Lucy trope. So I want to see both, not only justice for Mina Harker, but justice for Lucy Westenra. And the Texan. And the Texan. God bless Quincy. Woo! Amen. <clears throat> so I, yeah, we'll we'll see. I like I, I like the style. I like I like how creepy it is. I love how it looks like legitimate horror. Because the BBC they've done a version of Dracula in the past. I think it was in the sixties or seventies, and it's one of the closest adaptations to the book. Mm. And then the BBC has also done some where. Lucy is very repressed because uh, Arthur um, has an STD and that's why he goes to Dracula because he thinks he has a cure and it and he's awful and ooh, don't watch that version even though it has Dan Stevens <laughs> in it don't watch that version awful. you can't <laughs> tell people you can't tell people about and that Dracula version looks like a, and then not expect them to watch it Dracula looks like a kicked out member of My Chemical Romance don't do it Lindley, you are just make, giving people a reason to go watch it no, they're not going to listen to you. They've already turned. All right. They've already stopped listening to podcasts. Why should and I be surprised? Y'all don't listen to me here. They've already started watching <laughs> the version that you're talking about. <laughs> Watch the other one from the 70s. It's so much better. Oh, my gosh. I tell you what. Um, while while we wait on the, uh, on the new Dracula, the official trailer... Um, I've got some Netflix picks for you guys to, to watch before some. you, uh, you know, on for spoopy time. Um, or if you just want to, like, you know, switch it up a little bit and watch something new. Watch something different, I guess I should say. Um, so I've got one new Netflix original and then I've got one new anime for you. Which would you like to hear first? Anime. The anime in question is called Demon Slayer. Um, and let me tell you something about this show. I, the one the one thing that I, I have a hang up about a lot of different animes is that it takes so long to get to like where the main character is like, is a, a good fighter. You know what I mean? Like you watch uh, Naruto and it takes so long before he like gets to a point where you're like, oh, you actually can fight. Um, same thing with My Hero Academia. I love My Hero Academia, but there's only so many times I can watch Deku uh, break his arm because he can't control his powers. <laughs> um, but Demon Slayer is is different because literally I told and I told my dad this yesterday um, by episode five, I think it is. Uh, the kid, uh, Tanjiro, um, who is the main character, he is so powerful, so cool that I'm just like, where do you go from here? Um, but they, they very quickly show, they're like, he is not even close to where he needs to be in order to beat like 
the real demons in this world. Um, so Demon Slayer is about this young boy named Tanjiro who lives in the mountains with his family, his mom, his two, he has two brothers and two sisters. And he goes and it's like during like a winter storm and you, and you know, his family's very poor. He's basically supporting his entire family by selling coal. He goes down to the bottom of the mountain. He sells his coal. He comes back. His family is slaughtered. And he doesn't know what happened, but he finds that his sister, um, Nezuko, is still alive. Nezuko, Nezuko then turns into a demon and tries to eat him. And what he quickly finds out from another demon slayer, he finds out that his sister was scratched by a demon who was able to make other demons. And so he's he decides to go on this quest, as most anime boys do. Uh, he decides to go on this quest to figure out how to turn his sister back into a human and to avenge his family. Guys, mm. the fight scenes in this show are absolutely incredible. I... And I and I I will watch one episode and I'll just be like, all right, I'm just gonna watch one. I'm just gonna watch one and be done. And then I watch another. And then I watch another because they they leave you with such great cliffhangers. It's like they're like, all right, and we're about to fight and cliffhanger. But then <laughs> but then they started off like the next episode. They start off with the fight, and I'm like. Thank you. Like you, you gave me that that payoff. It's not like Dragon Ball Z, where it's like ten episodes of them powering up before they throw a punch. It's like, no, you're going to get it right now. Um, I highly recommend it. It's on Adult Swim Toonami right now, um, on Saturdays. I think it's out on at like one or two in the morning, um. Which is a shame because it's such a great, great show. Um, but it's also available on Crunchyroll. Um, so if you are, if you have that subscription or you have other ways of getting anime, um, I feel like I'm late to the party when it comes to Demon Slayer. But a lot of people apparently really like this show, um, and it definitely lives up to the hype. So whoever was putting that on my radar on my uh, my news feed, thank you because. <laughs> I now, like, my Saturdays are, like, My Hero Academia, and then the rest of the day is just Demon Slayer. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, the other show is uh, a new Netflix original called Daybreak. And I was uh, and I was initially attracted to this show because they used Kendrick Lamar, um, Mad City, in the trailer. He has such great trailer music. He, it's like, again, it's he's like the new Kanye West of trailer music. <laughs> where, like, it felt like there was a period of time. Do you time, pray for Kendrick Lamar, too? Uh, as much Ken, as... Ken, Kung Fu Kenny doesn't need my, doesn't need my prayers. Um, <laughs> Kanye needs all the prayers right now. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there was a period of time where, like, it was just all Kanye music. Um, it was like, Power and Stronger were, like, on repeat. For every trailer. Um, and uh, No Church in the Wilds, um, Black Skinhead is in a lot of Yes, isn't it? Um, and now it's like everything from uh, the Damn album is in a trailer. 
Um, this was the first time I've ever heard Mad City in a in a trailer, I think. Um, but he, so this, oh my gosh. Here's your reminder. <laughs> I can't, I can't quit right now. I have to keep going. Here's your reminder. Please. I'm not editing that out because I feel like that will freak people out. It's a part, it's a spoopy episode. Um, <laughs> um, but anyways, so Daybreak. It is about this young kid. I cannot remember his name to save my life. Um, but it's about this young kid uh, who has just moved to California. Uh, and he encounters the apocalypse. Nukes go off all around the world. And it kills all, all the adults. And only the kids are alive. And the thing is, is that the kids have become very tribal it's very like uh, uh, um, Lord of the Flies, um, where these kids have basically they like they have their cliques and they're like we now are you know this is the province of the Kardashians um, because they're all like they all claim that they're related to the Kardashians. The 4-H oh, Club geez. has like their own tribe. Um, the drama kids have their own tribe. The nerds are like being forced by the jocks to build them things because the jocks are so dumb they can't figure out. They're like they're very strong and powerful and people fear them, but they don't know how to survive without the nerds. Um, so it's weird. it's very like season seven of Walking Dead. I think it is. I think that's when like the saviors and Negan show up. Um, that's what it feels like. Uh, and this this boy, he is on a quest for love because he is looking for yeah. his ex-girlfriend um, who he was about to talk to at the homecoming game when the bombs went off. And then, of course, the bombs went off and he lost her. Hmm. And it's styled, it's, it's styled in the way of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a lot of talking to the camera. It's a lot of freeze frames. It's a lot of everyone freezes and he looks at the camera to talk to us and then he keeps going. Um, so it's John Hughes in the apocalypse. Hmm? It's John Hughes in the apocalypse. Yes. I I kind of, and, it, and it, it really does work for what they are trying to portray. And I think that's that's the beauty of it is that, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of shows and a lot of, uh, of movies, they try that trope, um, but it's always like, well, you're just copying Ferris Bueller and you're doing it poorly. Um, <laughs> whereas this, I felt like they were doing it well, and part of that is because I think Matthew Broderick is in it. Oh my! He gosh. plays this principal who is like trying to make everybody a better person, um, and but he's in it, and he is absolutely lovely. Um, the, the core cast, um, Matthew Broderick included, um, but the young man, uh, that's the main character, uh, his best friend, um, who is a, a Ronin. He claims to be a Ronin because he's obsessed with swordplay and samurai swords. And mm -hmm. so he decides, mm -hmm. he doesn't tell you initially why he's a Ronin, but he's like, I have to repent for my sins. So I go around the, I go around the wasteland, uh, <laughs> You know, trying trying to be a pacifist. 
Um, he has, they have a little, there's a little girl that travels with them named Angelica, who is one of my favorite. She is, she is quickly one of my favorite child actors now. She is so funny. Her whole arc is she wants to be a gangster and her parents (laughs) are like obsessed with her being smart and she is smart, but she wants to be a, a drug queen pin. So she, <laughs> so she's trying to build a gang in the apocalypse because, of course, in the apocalypse you can do whatever you want, especially since there are no more adults because nobody took, uh, got the HPV vaccine. <laughs> I wish I was making that up, um, <laughs> but um, it was a very, it's a very good show. Um, I, it's, I, I feel like it's not going to be for everybody when they watch it. But, um, hey, I it's if you've got nothing else to watch on TV, if you're like, I just want something to just turn my brain off and just laugh and enjoy and, and you know, feel a little sentimental at times, watch Daybreak. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it might have been better as a, as a movie. Um, but the, the episodic nature of it, I mean, it, it works, but would have been a better movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes. So we got that stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Not that it was a burden to get it out of the way, but <laughs> I do love oh, God, such a burden <laughs> to, to, to talk about movies on a film talk podcast. <laughs> um, but let's see if let's see, guys, if we can do better. <coughs> let's play us. Yes. Let's play ourselves a little game, yes. guys. It is main event time. It's main event time. All right, guys. So here is the game. So this game is called Popcorn Prattle presents Insert Horror Movie Title Here. Best title in the world. Best title in the world. Nice. What we are going to try to do, a little ASMR for you, uh, what we are going to try to do is we are going to try and create a horror movie for you guys um, in the last couple of minutes of the show. And I'm going to have to look at my notes again to see how I explained it in the chat. Um, (laughs) But essentially what we're going to do is we're going to figure out the order. Okay. One, two, and three. Person one. One second, pulling up, pulling it right now. Okay. Person one will get to pick the lead actor of our movie. So, like the 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 protagonist. Correct. Yes. Person two creates the villain. Now, obviously, this does not need to be a particular actor, but there should be something like, you know, villainous about them. Um, The third person gets to pick the location. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, guys, uh, (laughs) so how do we pick? How do we? We're we're basically making this game up on, on the fly, more or less. Uh, how, so how do we how do we go about picking who's first, second, and third? I can do like a choice wheel. Do a choice wheel. 
All right, so give me one more. And while you do the choice wheel, I'm going to I'm going to tell the audience what's going to happen afterwards. So after we have established all of those things, then what we're going to do is we are going to go back in order from person 1, we'll make act 1. Person 2 will make act 2, and person 3 gets to make act 3 and bring the entire movie to a close. And then after we're done, I think that is when we come up with the title of this movie. Okay. And I, like it. I feel like there should be a time limit. Uh, wh- how much time do you think each person should have to tell their act? I would think at least, at least two minutes. Two minutes to talk about their act? Well, yeah, if we're talking about an act, it's not really something you want to fly through. Oh, Jesus. I wasn't saying fly through it. I was saying, do you think that's enough time? Oh, well, I don't know. What do y'all think? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's ex- oh, my God. Fine, fine. Well, you know what? We're going to do... We'll do two minutes. We're going to do two minutes. You get two minutes. You get two minutes to tell us Act One of your, like Act One, Act Two, and Act Three. Okay. Yes. Okay. So wait, ju- I'm just making sure I get it. So we're each picking a thing. Correct. And then we're deciding who's doing Act One, Act Two, Act Three. So based on who you know what the order is now, that person will also get Act One. Act two, act okay. three. Yes. Okay. So like you get act one and you also get to pick the lead actor. That actor. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. Cool. That makes things easier. Yes. Are we ready? I yes. am ready. All right, so I've put this on, I'm using wheeldecide.com. Okay. Uh, and I've put Steven, Marcus, Lindley. Okay. So those are the choices. So the person who is picking act one and our lead actor is... Ooh, I heard it beep. Please don't be me. Please. Marcus. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. So Marcus, you're picking our actor, actress. Well, that's not it. That was Instagram. <laughs> and you're also picking act one. And all right. So the person who is picking our villain and our act two is. There's supposed to be sound, but it's not working. Dang it. It's me. <laughs> We're so excited about this game. <laughs> and it's so a collaborative Steven, effort. Uh, Steven, you are doing Act 3 and our location. Ooh, yes. So, yeah. All right. All righty. I, all right. Everyone take a second. Just let it sit down your brain. I, I I will go first since I I have the I have the first choice. So I think our lead actor will be ugh, I hope this is the right choice. Sam Rockwell. <laughs> See now I all I can think is that this is going to be a horror comedy. Well, I was going to choose either Sam Rockwell or Edward Norton. No, I changed it. I changed it. Edward Norton. 
Yes, Edward Norton. Ooh, crazy, okay. Okay. crazy, mean Edward Norton. Uh, Steven, when you're ready, tell us the name of who, what? Who was our? What is our villain? No, I'm. No, oh, sorry, Lindley. Lindley, tell us the villain. The villain. The villain, I don't think, is someone who is actually here. Okay. I think the villain is someone from our Edward Norton's past. But you don't realize that they're from the past or they're... It's psychological. Okay. This is someone in... Oh, shoot, but now it sounds too much like Fight Club. I was just about to say, are you making Fight Club? <laughs> <laughs> the horror version. See, I was thinking, my my idea is that this is someone in the past that he's wrong. Either he killed accidentally mm. or on purpose, and their spirit is coming into his mind to mess with his life. Mm. Mm-hmm. To make them think that that person's actually there when they're really not. To cause him mental strain to turn his world upside down and to ruin to ruin things for him the way that he ruined hers. So it has to be a her. Yes. Okay. It's going to be a she. Okay. Okay. All right. And Stephen, where does this movie take place this movie takes place in in a very on a very remote farm that's a abandoned farm with a giant crop field is it in the present or in the past yeah present okay okay all right um. Okay. All right. I think I've got it. All right. Okay. So, I shall begin. Um. Hopefully, I have added spooky music to this to underscore it. <laughs> so, we get through. So, you know, first shot. We see this beautiful... Oh, sorry. I got to start the clock. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. You guys ready? Ready. Yep. Starting the clock now. So the first shot that we see is this beautiful uh, farmhouse. And it's like, you know, it's it's it's... It's like it's it's lovely. It's lush. Like the crops around it are like like really like coming into their own... And we just get the music, like we just get this like wonderful score. I don't know who I don't know who wrote it in my mind, because um, I only got two minutes. But we hear this wonderful score, and we just see flashes of Edward Norton, and we see him like looking off into the distance. We see him angry. We see him laughing. We see we see like a girl. We see a woman, right? But we never really see her face per se. We just get a sense of like like clearly she's important to him. And then what happens is time speeds up like the like the sun goes over and whatnot and then boom, we're in this this decrepit uh farmhouse. 
and the crops have now pretty much died out but it looks from like an aerial view you can tell like everything else around this farm is is alive and thriving it's just edward norton's like little patch of hell that is horrible um in the first act we start to see like creepy things that start happening around his home but we as the audience we kind of just write it off as like these are just accidents um but really these are paranormal activities and edward norton also feels that this that these are just like you know just tiny little accidents um it's very much like hereditary where we'll see images of the girl in like shadows but mm -hmm. he never notices her um until we get to act two. That was my timer. <laughs> nice. So that's so that's how we set it up. So so Lindley, okay. we we've got established about the relationship. We've seen the girl, but we've only seen like small glimpses, and he doesn't really notice her until your act. Tell me when you're ready. Okay. All right. Okay. So, right within within my act, I'm sorry. I'm typing myself. Uh, within my act, you come to find out more about this figure. You find out that years ago, there was a girl who went missing. And maybe when Edward Norton goes to town and, like, picks stuff up to try to, like, revitalize his farm, you see old missing posters in the background for a little girl. Um, maybe this little girl you see images maybe has grown up in um, Edward Norton's mind. So you see and you hear about, oh, remember when so-and-so went missing? Or they, they never found her, you know, that said that she was kidnapped and maybe someone else was accused. But maybe in this act, you come to find out that someone, maybe our main character, knows what happened. And maybe he's the one that started the whole, she was kidnapped or she went missing. But really, he knows what has happened to her. And because of what happened to her is why the farm is dying, especially since the how the crops are being ruined seems to be starting from a certain spot in the farm where the root of all this infestation of dying crops is happening because perhaps the, this girl who may or may not be our main character's sister she didn't go missing maybe she is buried somewhere within the crops and perhaps it was our protagonist who put her there and that's my time nice mm -hmm. all right steven okay so just to clarify before i begin yes. the protagonist's knows what happened to her or the guy talking to him did the like the maybe the person talking to him thinks he knows but really mm -hmm. edward norton is the one who knows the truth okay okay 
All right, all right, I think I am ready. Uh, I'll start timing myself in three, two, one. Okay, so Edward Norton, it's uh, it's rolling on into uh, uh, late in the evening. Uh, and Edward Norton is digging up. He's digging up um, where he thinks she might be buried. Um, and we, the audience, of course, are assuming uh, that he is, of course... Uh, trying to find if she's still there or not. Uh, but he digs up and finds nothing. And then he starts to panic, especially when the guy from Act 2 shows up uh, with a gun and says, I found her first. And he goes to shoot Edward Norton, but Edward Norton manages to escape, right? And then he... Uh, while he's like hiding in the cornfield, it's this big epic chase where he hears noises rustling uh, of cornfield uh, of corn crops, but he doesn't know where the bad guy is. Um, he uh, he manages to get back to his house where he sees uh, the guy basically going to another spot um, where he sees him with a shovel, and it's a way. Uh, getting way out there, like towards the forest, towards the other property. So Edward Norton goes and follows him. He attacks him. He gets the drop on him uh, and attacks him when he sees that the man uh, is basically holding a corpse. And he's like, that's her, that's her. So he attacks him. He basically, They get into a fight. Uh, he kills the other guy. And then he goes to look at the corpse, thinking that it will be uh, this woman that he's seen all along. And that's when he discovers that the corpse is actually himself. Oh, shoot. And then, I got 10 seconds left. So, and then he sees the woman figure appear again. And we learn that she's actually his mother. And that was his twin brother that she killed. And he repressed the memory. Okay, done. Wait, what? Wait, what? Yes. Wait. But he looks like him now. Yes. When did he kill? When did the mom kill the the brother? The mom would have killed the brother maybe like a year or two earlier. It looks like him, but it's not obviously exactly like him. Wait, where's the mother been? Yeah, where's the mother coming from? She died too. When did she die? Maybe she killed him. Maybe she died when she killed him. Wait, it's what? a B-movie. That wasn't exactly where I was going. What? Well, I didn't really know where to go with it either. Did you not listen to anything your scene partner said? I did, and I couldn't tell where y'all wanted to go with that other than... We wanted it to go to a wife. better ending is what we wanted. What I was trying... Okay, this is what I was trying to imply. I was trying to the, imply when, when Edward Norton and his sister were kids, there was an accident. And the sister died. And the accident was caused by Edward Norton. And he's so ashamed that he doesn't tell anybody what happened. He just buries the body and says, oh, she went missing. When really, he's the... No, like, he accidentally killed her. Mm. So that guilt not only is rotting away at the crops, but also rotting away at himself. Oh, see, I was going someplace completely different. 
Really? What I wanted, yeah. This is like horror movie Mad Libs. What I what I wanted to have happen was that Edward Norton would would come to realize that his sister is actually alive. He's dead, and he's basically trapped in hell, which Ooh. is this farm field because he and his sister got into a fight. Um, and no, sorry, it wasn't his sister originally. It was it was like a it was an ex lover. Mm-hmm. She kills him buries him in the field and so the images that he sees is basically just like him like getting a glimpse of the living world hmm. yeah interesting yeah yeah I like y'all's endings much better I'm sure you do <laughs> we have to come up with a move but this but, but that was the ending that we were given we have two alternate endings um, what is the name of this movie? Or what could the, and what could this movie be called? Harvest's End. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that title. Yeah. Harvest end. Harvest end. Harvest end. Cut, print, check the gate, moving on. Oh, I heard harvest sin, but I guess that works too. What? Steven, are you okay? I'm fine. You're just kind of <laughs> fading in and out. What? <laughs> Oh my gosh, audience! <laughs> I don't know if you were afraid of that movie, but it's. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what though? We had a lot of fun creating it. Um, we did. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to do this again. We'll tweak the rules a little bit. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Do do something about about endings. I I don't know. Um, <laughs> Audience, I hope that you're having a lovely time. I know you're probably listening to this before you go out trick-or-treating or go out to some Halloween party. Um, but before you go, if you want to keep talking with us, maybe you're not going anywhere. Maybe, maybe you want to watch some Demon Slayer tonight, right? Uh, Harvest's End. What's that? Or maybe they want to watch Harvest's End. <laughs> maybe Harvest's End, yeah. Um, director's Cut. Uh <laughs> <laughs> with its three, with its three different with its endings, three paranormal activity style endings. <laughs> yeah, my okay. So my version is the one that the studio wanted. And <laughs> yours are the ones. So this is being produced by Warner. That Brothers? the directors, yeah. No, no. This Your, no, yours no. are the ones the directors wanted. Stephen's ending is the one that Stephen on the podcast would then complain about. and and explain and explain to us why it was a horrible decision but not realizing that had he been given the option he would have come up with that exact same plot (laughs) well i mean i wasn't in charge of the other two it's only natural i was gonna screw it up oh my gosh well audience i can guarantee you steven is a lot more creative than his ending shows off matter of fact he's got he's getting ready he just filmed uh, a new horror short, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Uh, so, yes. Stephen, tell us, where can the folks at home see some of your other horror sh- shorts, um, and where can they talk to you? 
Uh, folks at home, uh, you can head over to YouTube and check out my videos on uh, Bailey's Film Workshop. Just type it in the search bar and find it. Um, check it out on Halloween because I'll be releasing October 95. It's about Ooh. a vampire. It's about vampires. <gasps> it's about vampire. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's about, it's about a vampire outbreak. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Lindley, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can find me on a few different places. My personal accounts on Instagram are Little Lottie. I'm also back on Twitter at LittleLottie91. I'm also part of the social media and writing team for Universal Monsters Universe. If you need some last-minute Halloween spooky goodness, check us out there on Facebook and Instagram. We actually have a live event coming up. If you are in the New York area on uh, November 15th, we are uh, helping to sponsor a screening uh, by Movies Are Dumb of Son of Dracula. Uh, it's going to be a good old time, and I know my popcorn prattle buddies will be super jealous because guess who's going to be one of our riffers? Who's that? Matt Reiser. <laughs> hey, Matt. Hi, Matt, if you're listening. Hi, Matt. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? Right? We didn't know this was going to happen, but I, the Facebook post or the Facebook event got uh, sent out, and I looked at the, the riffers who were going to be uh, doing the screening with. I was like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. <laughs> you can also find me on uh, at OutlanderCast. I am one of their bloggers. I also help run their Twitter. So if you are a Sassanuck like me and Marcus are, uh, please join us over there. There's some exciting things coming up in excitement for season five. And of course, folks at home, if you want to reach me, uh, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. You can also hit me up on Instagram. Um, yeah, you can also hear me on a variety of different audio drama podcasts. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this podcast fairly early, um, there is a crossover horror special. Uh, for Continuum Ooh. Force and the Vampires of Whitechapel, um, so if you are yeah. yes, so if you are in, so if you're interested in vampires, I highly recommend it. Um, my character definitely gets very freaked out. It is very different than what the uh, what Continuum Force is like, um, but it's a lot of um, it was a lot of fun recording it. So I hope that you guys really enjoy it. Uh, and of course, uh, I'm in a couple of different uh, audio drama projects. I will keep you posted. Uh, they're kind of in, been in a bit of a delay right now, uh, but I will keep you posted on when those things are. And if you are interested in video games, you can check me out soon in Jaws of Extinction. It is going to be so much fun. Zombies and vampires, man. Apparently that, that's my bread and butter right now. Zombies and, and vampires. That'd be a good movie. That would be. Zomb yes. Zombies versus vampires. That's a B movie if I ever saw one, but you know what? <laughs> it would get so many sequels. All on yep. sci-fi. All, all on Tide Pods. Oh, sci-fi. Oh, I thought you said all on Tide Pods. I was like, wow, that's bleak. I mean, 
the writers would probably be on Tide Pods. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Kids, don't eat Tide Pods. Don't be stupid. (laughs) Audience. Larry would definitely be spearheading it, I think. Yes. (laughs) You might be Larry after that. And Stephen would be writing the ending. After that ending, Stephen might be uh, a Larry. (laughs) That's what you should go for Halloween, Stephen. You should go as Larry. You watch your mouth, sir. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, kitten, what? how many Joker movies do you want? I don't know. Three? Yeah. Anna Three. Kitten. <laughs> Anna's kitten. <laughs> oh, God. Also, I'm not going to lie, if you don't know, Stephen and his wife do the cutest Halloween costumes, and I cannot wait to see what they come up with this year. Indeed. Aww. Oh my gosh. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but I am tired and I'm going to get some candy. Ooh. Yeah. Get some candy. 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 I hope that you guys have a safe and wonderful Halloween. And before you leave, I leave you with this. From all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. 